Happy Sunday, ladies. We're back with part three of our interview with mentor and Instagram influencer Carla D at Don't Become Roommates 1989. If you're just hopping on with us for the first time this Sunday, you'll want to stop and head back a couple of episodes to part one of this interview released earlier this month. You know, I would I would let every breadcrumb and dust bunny accumulate on my baseboard and under my bed if it meant I had a fun, happy wife. Don't mm -hmm. care. Don't care at all. So it's it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. You have to have some energy in yeah. order to bring that that sense of exuberance and joy to your marriage so we're gonna we're gonna go into mm -hmm. my next point which is which is you know being a fun joyful dare i say sexy wife does mm -hmm. take some energy and yes. the same way you have to save your energy for your children at the appropriate age they are in in life mm -hmm. you need to save that some energy for your husband at all times. Now, we all know the newborn period is what it is, right? You're closer yes. to that than I am, Aurora, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's But it doesn't last it, that long. It really doesn't have to last that long. And and you and I were talking before we started recording about how again, any man knows that that is a physical energy sucking time out of a woman who is working so hard to mother his precious child that the slightest bit of the slightest bit of attention and love thrown his way will be met with I will wait for you forever like they they really will like if you just say like I get it there are some women who are like when I'm in this intensive postpartum time of nursing around the clock, of not sleeping more than three hours at a stretch, some women don't do well with that. And, and I sympathize with that because um, I've seen it and I've had to deal with women like that. I praise the good God that I am an inveterate napper, whether I have <laughs> a newborn or a toddler or not. I could nap. I'm Italian. I nap every day after lunch at 1.30 oh for an hour. I do it. I don't care. But I, I remember, though, a dear sister-in-law of mine would look at me and go, I can't nap. I'm like, how can you not nap? She'd go, no, I just can't. And I feel like I, I never understand that. I've now met enough women. And, and in my... It's real. Uh, I'm one. Yes. You are one. Okay. Yes, I am. And, <laughs> and, and, and you must get, so if your nighttime sleep is not going well, you are getting dragged down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel for that. So you're going to have to find some way to save a little bit of energy for the times when you're, you know, it, it's, there's going to have to come a time. Again, a man can wait for his beloved for a long time. And I love the song of Solomon for that. Mm -hmm. It, I think it really speaks to that time where we have to be apart. You know, uh, that's St. Paul also, right? Mutually deprive mm -hmm. yourselves for a little yeah. while, but you know, then make sure you come back together. It's a beautiful thing, whether 
it's a postpartum time and especially challenging season of health, whether it's, you know, a serious NFP kind of time, like things are not going well, we need to not do this for a while. But I, I again, uh, I, I ask you wives to really try to understand the toll that takes mm -hmm. on a man and, and some men more than others. And it doesn't mean they're not as holy as others. It really doesn't. Just the same way there's women who can't nap. There are men that find periodic abstinence exceptionally challenging. Yes, yes. Okay, it's just, we, we, I think there's the tendency to think they're not holy. They're, they're too animalistic. They must not love me enough. No, it's just, this this is the way they're made it's yep. not it really isn't yep. and and that there's you just need to really give them as much understanding and for my husband has mentioned more than once that just that generosity of spirit i'm so sorry we're going through a hard mm -hmm. time right now can can i give you a back rub Mm -hmm, can we mm -hmm. can we snuggle on the couch with the baby? Yeah. Can not just I straight up no? Just, right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like leave me alone. I'm all touched out. I've had right. enough. Right. Like he's not one of your children. Yep. Like I yep. get it. You're touched out. I've tandem nursed several times. There's people. One time, one time I had a baby on one side nursing, a toddler on the other nursing, <laughs> and my four year old was sitting between my legs on the couch looking at yeah. a book or coloring and my husband's yeah. like I can't get anywhere near you like like this you are I said this is the favorite the children's favorite place in the whole house and he goes it's every person's favorite place <laughs> in this house I, I it was so sweet Aww. um it was sweet and and caring and it was like I I really needed to then be you know, what, what can we do again? What is honey? What can we do to get to a place where I can be the sexy wife you want me to be? Okay. What, what could, here's what I need. I need more sleep. Can I borrow your mm -hmm. brain? How can this happen? Yes. yes. Okay. I, I have a special needs two-year-old who's hooked up now only for six hours a night to a feeding pump and a g-tube she used to be hooked up 10 hours a night I mean, okay so yeah. this is better and that pump would go off all the time right it would get pulled off it would so you know i, I it was back and forth and in and out what what hun, i can't do this i'm exhausted i i'm back and forth and back and forth what could i do he said how about i put a bed in the room so you can sleep there and get six yeah. hours straight. And then maybe you can unhook the tube and then maybe crawl in with me once you know everything went all right during the night. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah. That is a fantastic idea. That's actually gotten us a lot more sleep and ironically a lot more time together than me trying to stay in the master bedroom yep. and back and forth. And because he can't, the, the pump would wake him up and he's not the kind of guy who can go back to sleep. I can go yeah, go back to sleep. So like what, 
what could we do? It could be, hey, listen, Carla, we have teenagers now. How about you give the baby to the teenager to hold while the feeding pump is going and you and I check out for an hour into the master bedroom at yeah. eight o'clock when you're not exhausted, I'm not exhausted, but everybody's just kind of hanging around after right. we had dinner and the baby's getting a little tired, but they're not too cranky yet, but they're not ready to bed. You know what? Yes, yeah. I can do that. I, yeah. I can have a 13 year old hold a baby for an right. hour yep. so yep. I can spend some time with you, hon. That really makes sense. Um, like they want to help you. I, for a while when I didn't have older kids, it was, it was, I'd just be so stressed out before he got home. It would be, you know, there's some teenagers across the street. How about you give them $5 an hour to come here between three and five so you can get dinner ready and maybe take a bath and not be mm -hmm. so stressed out. And they'll take the two older ones out in the backyard and run them for two hours. Mm -hmm. That was the best five, that was best $10 a week we ever spent because we do it on friday right so yeah. i could feel like oh i have a breather, breather and then yes. i had a little yes. bit of energy for him you know it's it's yeah. it's if he loves you he's gonna want to spend time with you uh, you know i i hear from other women oh he, that's not in the budget well first of all how do you know that's not in the budget right. i i yeah. i i dare you to tell tell him that if that's in the budget you're going to be a happier, more relaxed woman. He will find a place for that in the budget. You should be turning that over to him anyway. We'll get to mm -hmm. that point in another yes. day. Yeah. Just do it, ladies. <laughs> Come on, don't, don't take as long as I did. He will he will figure out that money better than you ever could. Um, but then number two, that sort of that sort of when you look at him and go, I want to be with you intimately. Yes. I want to spend some time with you physically yeah. because he otherwise feels like he's bothering you yeah. and that you don't care. And that makes like that shameful feeling is that my feeling of wanting to be with my wife physically is, is, is a bad thing and that you don't want it. And if he's sending you signs or making overtures that you shut down over and over, Yes. It actually generates frustration and anger mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they don't know another way to deal with it. They're yep. just keep shoving it down and down. They mm -hmm. just, they don't know how to deal with it. And, um, I, I was lucky. My husband was a little more communicative. Uh, I like to say, cause he was, you know, raised with a mom who didn't have any other kids at home. And his dad was kind of a non-factor. He kind of learned to communicate in a way that, that maybe was a little, um, is, can be a little difficult for men, but uh -huh. he would say like, when you turn me down like that, I feel like you don't love me. And yep. I'd be like, are you kidding? Of course I love you. I'm desperate for you. It's just, I haven't had five minutes to myself. And he's like, no, no, let me tell, like, it makes me yeah. feel like you will, you'll never have time for me. I'll never, he goes, I know it's stupid. <sighs> like, he's like, I'll say these things to you. And as I say them, I mm -hmm. know they're not logical, but this is how I literally feel. And he, it, it was so hard for him to do that, that I just, 
it was a good thing that we we dealt with kind of earlier rather than later because we ended up having a gazillion children (laughs) (laughs) right Right. so was this after your first child that he was able to say that or how long did it take him so it so actually again first and second kid it wasn't really an issue Okay. Third, third, it became okay. a little more when yeah. we were outnumbered and our ages were yes. different. So they weren't all going to bed at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. now we were in our thirties. So like when you're in your twenties, you got a lot of energy all day, <laughs> all night. I mean, then you get to those <laughs> mid thirties that starts getting a little more like I'd rather nap. Yeah. Right. I'd rather <laughs> sleep. Right. And then but then that was, I think, more like by the time we were in our mid-30s and we'd had number three, um, so we kind of dealt with that, which was good before we got to the last three kids at ages 37, 39, and almost 42, that again, we we had sort of dealt with that a little bit, but maybe that was also what made us feel more confident about, I like to think, that he knew that if we did adopt kids, that I would figure out a way that he would figure out a way right, that that right. would not be neglected or put to the side right. indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, the irony was, <laughs> the irony was when we adopted this most recent child for COVID. And again, while she had severe needs, the, the idea was, well, she spent the first six weeks of her life in a NICU. Well, mm-hmm. now she'll be home and everything will be okay. We won't, we won't be so taxed as we were by our other child who had such severe problems from neglect in another country. She had great care from day one. So mm-hmm. now we'll be okay. The irony was two weeks after that, she went back in a NICU for 60 days. Oh. And, and we had a huge blow up the night she came home mm-hmm. because all I wanted to do was go to sleep and he had just missed me so much. And again, we had a huge blow up that we both realized, thank goodness, sooner rather than not, that this right. was just just my exhaustion and him, his loneliness and my intersection with being subsequently missing the children and the house and everything. Like, it, it's never one person over another. We all have our stuff, but we... Like he, like within half an hour of me getting home, he was getting ready to leave the house because I was yelling at him, Aurora. I was screaming at him. And he's like, why are you yelling at me? Mm -hmm. I'm the one who held everything together while you were gone. Well, I'm the one who was gone. We just immediately that incredibly high stress put us into a bad spot. And, And dare I say frustration on both our parts. Yeah. was just oh my gosh it was just overwhelming to where he's like well that's it I'm gonna go you don't want me here I'm leaving bye and I just looked as his back was turned and I just went stop Carla you're this is ridiculous this is all you've been waiting for for two months this is all you've been talking about and this is what we need to talk about ladies is the power you have in your relationship I went and went in front of him and pushed him back in the bedroom and closed the door and said, mm. I am so sorry. That was uncalled for. Mm. I was, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for being a mess. I just miss you. And I'm so happy to be home. And it came mm. out as me being a wench. I'm so sorry. And he said, 
well, same for me. It just all came out wrong. That's oh. not what I wanted it to be. And immediately, immediately that intimacy was restored. But mm -hmm. I tell you, if like he would have left, he would have gone. He would have, I don't, you know, I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. But like, like we have the power, ladies, to be that soft yielding force. I'm so sorry I was wrong. I, I shouldn't have done that. Sure, he did things wrong too. But I once I said it, it all folded in. Ladies, once, if you get an angry, frustrated man, yes, you're the one doing the round-the-clock breastfeeding. Yes, you're the one taking care of the toddlers and they're touched out. Yes, but if you soften and go to him and say, I'm so sorry I haven't been able to make time for you. I miss, I miss our time too. I miss us. You know, can you either wait a little bit or can you help me think of a way we can make this better? Like ladies, he will be your hero. He will, he will do what needs to be done because you, you are, you are fulfilling his, his deepest need to be your hero, but also know that you desire him and want to physically make time to be with him because um, you're the only one who can do that i'm i'm literally exactly. convinced i'm yeah. literally convinced that one of the reasons all these you know massage places did not used to be good places i'm 55 years old right right Right. Massage places used to be not good places yeah, my when mom, i was a yes. teenager <laughs> did your mom tell you that like yeah well, all of a sudden there's one on every corner and you can go, I'm convinced it's because we have not met the need for good, wholesome, wonderful touching in both our marriages and to some extent for our teenage children. My teenage children beg me to hold their younger siblings. I hold my younger siblings all the time. Yeah. We got to touch babies. Yeah. We got to touch people as teenagers. Mm -hmm. Do you know how desperate a teenager is to just have physical contact with another human being because their parents don't touch them? They have no siblings to touch. Who do you touch? My teenage brothers would crawl into bed and just ask mom to hug them. Yes. I mean, like, that's like a really, like, and I know that so many moms at that time that my brothers were teenagers, my mom you know, would get asked by other moms who would see like how like physically affectionate they were with mom. And they're like, well, our boys never touch us. Or our teenagers never touch us. Like what's up with that? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's it, again, <laughs> I, I came from a big family who, you know, long space. So like, yeah, like teenagers got touched, spent time, you know, cuddling babies, doing stuff um, for all her feelings. My mother was also a very physical mother. She was, she was very touchy. My, she was very touchy. And, um, and I try to do that. I try to, you know, pat my kids arms, kiss them as they leave. I ruffle my now taller than me, 15 year old son's head. I have to reach up to ruffle his head and I'm six feet tall and he's six foot two. I ruffle his head. Like, right. I do. Like, mm -hmm. why do we think our husbands don't need that need from us? Yep, yep, yep. yep. A, a touch on their arm, 
uh, a cuddle. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I mean, as we sit and watch TV, uh, he loves a hand rub. Mm -hmm. I will rub like the webbing of his hands. Pull, you know, he, I used mm -hmm. to do that when we were driving in the car together yes, when we were driving. dating. Yes, back in the neck. When we were dating, yep. yeah, back mm -hmm. in the neck. Like those little things that go like, this is what, uh, this is, is the bond between husband and wife that doesn't happen. You know, they can have scintillating intellectual conversations elsewhere. I'm not <laughs> saying we don't like to have scintillating intellectual conversations. We do. We're both lawyers after all. But, you know, where they can watch a sports game with a buddy if you don't feel like watching sports. They, they can do it. But what's the thing they can't do is, is have someone physically touch them. And again, my husband has made me clear that it is a, for many men, it's not just something nice. It is an actual physical need yes. yearning. Yes. Yes. yes, 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 yes. That literally affects their mental yes. outlook on the rest of life and the rest of their day. Correct. Like they would go, go be ready to go slay a dragon if like, if, if that need is met yep. and if it's not, they still of course love you, but it becomes very touchy to go above and beyond day after day after day without that being met. So, so, you know, if you think you're in a good place, you know, start that conversation. Um, I've had to at certain times. And again, if, if you have that baseline respect that if he feels like he knows you're doing your best, he will be honest with you. But you need to be in a good headspace where you really are doing your best to meet that need. Like, don't fool yourself, ladies. Just don't, don't fool yourselves there. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I challenge women on that a lot. Mm -hmm. And they will... Right. They'll go, oh, I, you know, no, I do that. And then you, you dig and dig and they finally go, well, yeah, maybe not. Okay. But, but I'm old, but I'm tired. <laughs> but I'm this. Like, I'm Thanks for joining us, ladies. We will be back next Sunday with the final part of our interview with Carla. God bless.